You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and this is On Principle, Challenges of Jewish Education. I'm here through the magic of Zoom, actually not far from each other. We're actually just with about a, within a mile or so of each other with uh, my good friend, Rabbi Yossi Kenigsberg, principal of Masifta Yisoyde Yisroel. Uh, and as he has, uh, told me that although he is the principal of that Masifta, uh, much of what he does, and this is what I really want most of what we're going to talk about is his stewardship of the secular studies program of this high school. Uh, this is a high school that I think has been, uh, you'll tell me, you'll see in a second how long you've been in existence. Uh, but I think it's a, a fairly new school. And it is a school that I just recently discovered was part of the Turo network of schools. And uh, there are uh, not only is you are the Yosode Yisrael school, and there is the Yosode uh, Taira school, right? That is in somewhere in uh, in Queens. And another Yosode Taira is, is in Connecticut, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yosode Taira, Connecticut. And, there, and where's Yosode Yisrael? That's Yisari, where are you citing? You're citing is in Queens. Okay. So. Where are you though? It's all foundational. Right. Foundational. Or, or we might want to say first principles, you know, as the title of our programs. But these are all the, and, 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 and this network, uh, has started to, uh, come together. And I actually, before the coronavirus happened, Yossi, uh, I had been, uh, bothering you. Because we have a long relationship. Uh, not only do we live in the same city, but we know each other, uh, before we were gray. We know each other, yeah, uh, yeah. You, st- you still have, you still have a good amount of that full head of hair as our shared barber always tells me. Uh, <laughs> Angelo always tells me, he knows your friend was in here, you know, I, and we've been together. Yeah, I hope he doesn't go out of business though with all the, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for him to come back because, uh, as you can see through the zoom imagery, I, I sort of look like, uh, I, I wouldn't say like a caveman, but, uh, close to it. And, uh, uh, we know each other, not through the same, not only the same barber, the same city, but actually we were in Yeshiva together, uh, way back when, um, uh, in the, in the late, in the middle, late seventies. So I've been bothering you for a while to get on the program because I wanted to get your insight on something which I think is a big problem. Uh, and I know you believe it as well. And that's about the, uh, the yeshiva schools and whether we're going to call them a Haredi or not. We know that whether it's an elementary school or in high school, the respect that the students show towards their teachers is minimal at best. The uh, dropout rate by the teachers is incredible. Uh, we both know this because we have both been teachers in the whole uh, portion of, of various yeshivas. We don't want to say their names, but as I told you before, right. uh, it's, 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 it's a well-known uh, fact, not a secret at all, that there is a terrible lack of their uh towards them. And it's the type of thing which when you, uh, in the past, when I have gone to the principals and complained, they say there's not much we can do we uh, they are under such intense uh, demands for the Lamude Kodesh that they need this time. And uh, it, 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 as you as you know, it's a jungle out there. And I think, 
that what you're doing, and tell me again where the, the yeshiva is located. The yeshiva, I know now it's under virtual circumstances, but where is the yeah. yeshiva Mirza located? Where is so it? we're in um, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, on a beautiful uh, uh, Jewish Federation campus, actually. Oh, wow. And um, it's about half an hour or so um, uh, north of Philadelphia. And uh, we have a nice, be- actually beautiful um, facility there, a beautiful base medrash, classrooms, and, uh, um, and our, our community that we, that we focus on is primarily the Philadelphia community and the different uh, communities in, in, that na- in that city. Um, we also actually have students from uh, uh, Edison, New Jersey, Linden, New Jersey, Lakewood, New Jersey. Wow. So, uh, and we are trying to, to, to branch out because we're, we're new. We're only uh, uh, three years, uh, three years. Uh, old. Right. I, and I've only been there since September. So I'm, you know, certainly, um, um, you know, newer to, to the, uh, you know, to the yeshiva. But I know that the, one of the reasons I'm sure they hired you, you know, despite, you know, because uh, you have an extremely uh, impressive resume of, of places that you've been, places you've been involved in, um, and you have a, a lot of edu- ideas about education. But I think one of the reasons, if, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that they wanted to have a person to, uh, to really lead the secular studies program in a way that aligned with uh, what Turo's vision was, the vision of, of, of a serious reading someone for that serious world that's out there, that it, it isn't just <laughs> to be more than just proficient in the, the reading, writing, and arithmetic, but actually to be excellent and to be able to contribute. I think that's part of the reason why you were brought in, correct? Well, yeah, so, so there's no question uh, you know, you, you describe very accurately, uh, though painfully, what goes on in many of the, uh, um, you know, yeshivas, um, um, you know, you know, certainly in the New York area, that, that uh, at least the ones that I've had experience with prior to this. But, um, uh, you know, I, I like to think of ourselves, not that we're perfect, but, but certainly, you know, up there in terms of almost like a gold standard of what um, a secular general studies department should be like in the um, in, in in the yeshiva that also is very serious learning, and uh, you know the way our just the way our day is divided up, you know the uh, the the Lamude kodesh part of the day uh, goes till till almost three o'clock, and we start at three fifteen. But then we, you know, we have three full hours from 3.15 to 6.15, um, you know, with uh, uh, core subject areas, uh, English language arts, uh, science, which would include biology and physics and chemistry, uh, social studies, which was uh, world history, United States history, yeah, U.S. government. Um, and and, and um, are, are your teachers cold from um, the ranks of yeshivish people or are they professional teachers who have been teaching in public schools and uh, and things like that because i think those are the the both of these uh, people uh, <laughs> have been shocked about what they've saw as you said in new york um what type of teachers do you have and how do you uh, 
make sure that they are getting the proper respect from the students. Right. So, so um, our to answer the first part, our, our teachers, our professional teachers. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of them. I actually teach uh, English language arts, sure. uh, which is an area that's you know near and dear to me, actually. Sure. So, uh, so I, I, I do teach that uh, as well. Um, but all our teachers are. Um, our certified teachers and professional teachers. Uh, one is, is a teacher who is uh, who teaches at uh, one of the uh, high schools in Philadelphia. We actually have our science teacher is is a PhD uh, and a professor at a college. Um, so, uh, has there been a has there been a, a, a edict to try to get Jewish teachers, or the, or the teachers are. Uh, a mix of, of 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 Gentile and Jewish people. Right. So that's a good question. So uh, the the primary objective is to find the most uh, competent, the most professional, most creative, most engaging teacher, um, regardless uh, regardless of his uh, uh, you know religious background. Now, as it happens, uh, three of our four teachers are you know, from, from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and th- that's helpful in its own way. You know, there, there's, there's pros and cons and I've, um, sort of struggle with this sometimes, you know, what, what's, is there a preferred, but, um, but the, you know, that's, because you think that maybe, I guess the downside might be that the students might assume a greater familiarity, uh, because of a shared, uh, social yeah. background and therefore they might think they don't have to take the subject as 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 with such seriousness is that why right. you say right so that's the risk that you know we're all part of the same tribe so so we can be uh overly friendly with with each other but um but again it, it's it's really how the the teacher um creates the class atmosphere and you know our our, our teachers um use the advantage of being um, on the so uh, culturally and re- religiously similar by um, uh, understanding where the boys are coming from, but at the same time, not losing that professional sort of, of atmosphere. Because the bottom line is, if you want to create a, a successful general studies program in a yeshiva setting, it comes down to 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 creating that, that kind of culture. That is, you, you need to have faculty that are professional, creative, and engaging, um, and you want to have a faculty that also does have some level of empathy with the boys because they do have a long day. I mean, unfortunately, that becomes the the one of the primary excuses and why the behavior is so inappropriate in, in right. some of the yeshiva settings, which is, you know, a topic on its own, but, um, but we create, uh, you know, an, a non-adversarial kind of relationship. You know, there's, there's expectations and there's uh, uh, structure and there, there's, there's a real um, curriculum that's, that's documented uh, and there's, there's accountability from all sides, from the sides of the students, from the sides of the teachers and in uh, that way, we create this kind of culture that um, produces, you know, what I think are, are, are positive results. 
I know that in my uh, spotted history in this uh, field, uh, I came through the frustration of the Rosh Hashiva, who whatever, who was setting the tone for the Torah revision, wasn't always speaking even with the uh, the the principal, the English principal. And many times the English principal had another job in the morning. They didn't always see each other. And although they paid lip service to this idea of we want the best in, uh, in our education, we want our Lemudechol our, our to be top-notch, we want to bring in the kids because we know we need them. You have a small school at this point, so I would assume that you are in conversation frequently with the head of the Jewish studies, whatever that title is. And does he speak right, to the right, right. Does, does he speak to the boys? And I'm long winded here in this, but does he speak to the boys to also emphasize the importance of the murechol to them? Right. So, so we have you know a, a Menahel, yeah, who, who I have a very good uh, and close working relationship with. Um, and, and, and the truth is he, he doesn't have to speak to them in terms of reminders because he is part of that, that culture. You know, the, the whole institution is, is uh, committed and dedicated to that culture of from the minute the boys walk in to the minute they leave, there's an expectation in terms of their, their behavior um and 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 their attitude that you know and and it's it's painful and sad you know from from other places that both you and i worked in that you know the the culture was more like um you know your 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 behavior is is okay on a on a part-time basis and, and and that doesn't really that doesn't really work and and it's almost worse when 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 they when they pay the what you call the lip service it would almost be better i feel if they said okay you know what general studies isn't important uh and let anarchy you know take its form in, in whatever but but by by saying oh it's it's very important but not following through in terms of not having the same threshold in terms of what what's uh uh, appropriate in terms of discipline between the morning and the afternoon it really makes things worse because at least to, to, to cynicism and sure. to hypocrisy and uh, and kids pick up on that as uh, Holden Caulfield as Holden Caulfield right. reminded us the the high the adolescent high school kids they know what a phony is and they could tell that uh, it's right. only lip service and and therefore you know uh, the type of abuse that they heaped upon the the teachers was in the spirit of what the school was really fostering, although despite all their lip service, the opposite. So again, I think that, that what you're right. saying, yeah, we could probably right. grouse about this for a couple of hours, but uh, I think I can that- never forget one of the, one of the uh, at a graduation, one of these types of yeshivas that I, that I attended um, and the, the valedictorian, so to speak, got up to, to <laughs> rest, and, you know, and he, he did thank the general studies department, but, before he finished his sentence, he added in, um, which of course uh, does not even come close to the primacy of the, the power that we learn in, in the morning. Now, whether that's true or not, and I'm not saying it isn't true, why, do you, why are you saying that? Why, why is it important for you to, to um, uh, publicize that message? Now, where's that coming from? And what's that? What are the ramifications of that? So I think really this is a uh, there's another factor here which we were talking about before we started recording, and that was that 
during this corona crisis where yeshivas, uh, whether uh, all types of schools uh, and yeshivas in general and specifically, uh, have been trying to somehow salvage a day of learning. And uh, actually, in, our, in, in a very episode right before this, I spoke to uh, a leader of one of the premier uh, Haredi high schools, and they said to me, uh, it was uh, Rav Simcha Kuk, who said to me that they had to make a painful choice and downgrade what they were doing for Mudechol. In other words, Mudechodesh, they had from 10.30 to 10 o'clock to 2.30, and then a night seder using the uh, Chromebook slash pseudo-Zoom technology, or maybe just as good as Zoom technology, to have all the kids online and, and their way and an interaction with the teachers. But in terms of the Lemurichol, Lemurichol had to be somewhat toned down and actually quite a bit toned down. And you've told me before we started recording that that's not true with, uh, with, with Yusode. Yusode is actually, uh, uh, you're going full steam ahead and you're having real, those three hours are still happening through Zoom now, correct? Right. So, so that's definitely true. And, you know, as I mentioned to you before also, that the only way we could accomplish a corona education system, um, the only way we could do that successfully is because we had a good structured system set up prior to this. And uh, yeah, and, and in fact, you know, originally uh, when we thought we were only closed down for two weeks uh, in our very naive days, um, we, um, you know, we were, uh, didn't have such a, a full-fledged structured system, but but once the post-Pesach, when we saw this was for the long run, uh, we have a full full afternoon of general studies uh, using Zoom teleconferencing, and uh, teachers are sh- uh, screen sharing information, and and students are um, uh, are doing homework assignments and attending, and, and we have protocol. The, the screens have to be on, uh, you know, we take attendance, you know, we, we you know, we, it's not a perfect system, and unfortunately, and it can't be uh, this way, but um, we've tried to, tried to conform to our uh, model of having an authentic general studies program, and with as few compromises as possible. Yeah, I would say, again, you know, before I, you gave me some information before we recorded, which I'm going to share with, with our listeners here in a second, before I thought one of the reasons why you were able to do it, not only because of the force of your vision and what you brought to the table, but because also when you're dealing with a school that's of your size, at this point, uh, you know, you are a smaller school. Uh, right. The number is what? Uh, again, you don't have to. Sometimes schools are embarrassed to say what their small number is, but I think no, it's, right? it's, it's fine. we have we have 20 boys. OK. Right. So mm-hmm. part of that, when you have 20, when you when you have 20 students, you are able to do a lot more than when you're doing with the school of like in an area stroll that I was just talking to of 240. Right. But, but that's I, over three grades. We don't have we don't even have our 12th grade set up until this coming September, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you know, I we definitely have seen many uh, situations where a school started even smaller than yours and and ended up really flowering. But 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 I think one thing why you're able to succeed was your size, because you could govern that and you could definitely be involved uh, much more intensely. But I think what you've shared with me right before we got on the air was that you're part of the Turo network, and this is a phenomenon which I think 
sociologists and historians of education in the United States are going to be writing about in the future, which is the unique vision of Bernie Lander and his son, Danny, and they have really been able to reinvent this wheel. Uh, I, I think for years, like when we were in yeshiva, we weren't YU guys. We were in a, a different type of yeshiva and uh, by Rabbi Yechon and Swag together. But we understood what YU was and YU was Tairu Mada. And in many ways, they were hobbled by the Tairu Mada mantle. I, I think they've tweaked it and maybe gone to a, a level of, of, of great significance in what they've done. But it's all it's it's been sometimes hard for them to uh, emphasize Torah as much as Mada, and sometimes uh, when and, and you've seen that within the YU controversies that have occurred, where there's been you know you, you have a Rosh Hashiva saying one thing and you have someone else going another way, and and then you have the student body churning. I think Turo has avoided that. Turo has it, it, incredibly. It's an option which leads to a very high standard of education, uh, degrees that that, that uh, students are, are entering the workforce at the highest possible level, and yet there's a mantle of being part of the Haredi world there that I think has escaped YU, despite the great Rosh Hashimas that they have. I, I think, and we know this, I mean, both of us know, is your kid going to YU or is he going to Turo? We know that that's a a, a, a right. subtle but very significant difference, and it it, it, it seems and I'm going on here on this, but it seems that from what you're telling me is that the Turo model that was developed by those Turo high schools, that's what's trickled down to your school as well, correct? Right. No, that, that's absolutely true. You know, and, and I, I guess the, the closest institution. Uh, in the Turo Empire that that we're affiliated with would probably be the the Orachaim Yeshiva in in Queens, which is uh, a very serious, high level, you know, um, perhaps using the word Haredi type type of, of Yeshiva. Um, you know, that's uh, um, you know, and 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 in terms of learning, I, I think that's what what our students would aspire to. Um, yeah, at the same time, um, to, to, to have the, the, um, the secular program um, that allows them and affords them the opportunity to go into that types of professions that, would, uh, um, that they may choose to, to be involved in. Right. And what's, again, what's interesting is, is that, that you know, there's, a, there's an emphasis of being serious on vocation. Right, that we need Balabatim, and I guess that's part of what even your high school students understand that this is a this is a serious part of their life. And uh, I guess, you know, again, I know that you know Bernie Lander was a pioneer in, in this way. And I think there's another thing here which sort of occurred to me, which is that uh, we know that Turo, in terms of their academic reach, has schools in far flung areas that have nothing to do with Torah at all, right? They, they, have, they have schools where, in places, sure. places where their student body is probably made up of very few Jews, a few Jewish people, and yet um, is, they're able to, to push the idea of, 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 of solid, significant education. 
And I think that's sort of, uh, 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 it, it takes away the burden from even your high school student um, uh, to, to, to sort of walk in the, uh, with a mantra wrapped around you is difficult. I represent Torah and Mada. I represent the synthesis. I think Turo has been able to, to, to reject that. They've been able to say, we stand for excellence. Of course, you're going to be uh, the best professional you can. But we don't necessarily have to make it ideological. They don't have to, uh, they don't have to wear that ideological crown of, of this is what we represent. Practically, this, of course, is the best thing. And Derek Heretz and Midos and Musser are able to be part of the same system. And I think that's probably uh, what you're seeing on the ground and, and why you're having, I know uh, Rabbi Kennigsberg, a lot, a lot more pleasant experience than what you, with the, the things that we've talked about in the, in, in the past. And uh, it seems like you've got that recipe for success down. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, what's so sad and what, what's cons- more than sad, it, it, it's almost frightening and, and very concerning is that, you know, the, the boys in, the, in these yeshivas who are so abusive to, the, to their teachers uh, and, and, you know, begin, I, I, I have no doubt sort of to internalize and, and justify this kind of behavior. You know, and today you insult your teacher, tomorrow you're going to insult the bus driver or the waiter or the cashier, or the custodian. And, um, you know, how, how corrosive is that on your, on your moral and ethical um, interpersonal relationships with other people? Um, uh, well, unfortunately, I think we've, we, we see the byproduct in, in many, many incidents that are happening in New York uh, in terms of reaction to federal authorities or government authorities. Uh, I, think right. there, I, I think there is that sort of attitude is you can't tell me what to do. You can't push me around. There is a, a lack of understanding of what it means to be a mensch and a good citizen of the country. Um, right. I, and, I, I can tell you he, that when I, I just to share this vignette with you, um, when I was doing something uh, uh, in in one of the Brooklyn yeshivas, and uh, I decided that what I was going to do is dedicate uh, a number of days to, and maybe even I think it was a week or two, the significance of the holiday that was coming up, the Martin Luther King holiday, <laughs> and. Um, uh, one of the monitors from the city programs that came in and viewed my class said that this was the first time they had ever seen in all their years of monitoring a teacher, and then whether it looked like me or not, that was actually promoting and, and trying to explain why this wow. is such a why this is such a significant day, why it's a natural holiday, and I, I think that it, 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 it's good citizenry, it's menschlichkeit, it's it, it it will deflect the the rise of anti-Semitism. I think it's a it's it's a win win <laughs> in all respects, and uh, hopefully, you know, the Yisode model, the Yisode uh, Yisrael model, will be able to to be replicated in many many places. Uh, and uh, like you say, we're going to need a lot of. Uh, I, I guess it's it's probably correct to say that post Corona, the schools are going to be struggling to be able to continue because of the economic punch in the gut that we've been taken. And maybe it's only going to be schools that are backed like yours, backed by uh, a a network that has the funds to be able to continue and to promote their vision. So I think that uh, 
it's 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 a difficult psak for the other ones, but I think that the the survival of the not only the fittest, but the survival of the best, survival of the ones that Kal Yisrael needs and and the world needs, and hopefully, I know I'm making it sound very grandiose, this little yeshiva in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, but uh, talking to you has given me a lot of hope about uh, w- w- what we can expect uh, in the future. And uh, all right. Thanks for well, joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.